You are Locked On Titans, your daily Tennessee Titans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Locked On Titans podcast. I am your host, Tyler Rowland. Titans fans, it is Friday. We have made it through the week, but it's not just any Friday. It's the Friday before Super Bowl Sunday. Now I know, now I know. It's a little disappointing that our Tennessee Titans are not playing in the game for yet another season, but I'm a football junkie, guys. I'm hyped for the Super Bowl. I am every year, pretty much, and this Super Bowl, I'm more hyped for than normal with Pat Mahomes against Tom Brady. I mean, the narratives just write themselves, so I'm really excited for that game, and speaking of that game, we don't want to lose this opportunity to learn something on this Friday, and what I want to do today is have a conversation about what the Tennessee Titans can learn from the Kansas City Chiefs and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to help the Titans get to the Super Bowl in 2021. So we will have that conversation, and that's not the only Super Bowl-related conversation we will have. We will talk about the game from a gambling perspective as I bring back keeping it plus 100. We will talk about the line, who's the favorite, who's the underdog, how I'd play it, what the over-under is as well. And then, of course, I will give you guys my game and score prediction for the Super Bowl at the end of the show. But we are going to start with a Titan-centric topic that just seems to keep coming up, and that is the debate on Jadavian Clowney returning to Tennessee. We got a report from a local media person on Thursday uh, what Jadavian Clowney's view of getting that relationship back together is. So we will talk about how Clowney is feeling at this moment in time, and I'll rehash my thoughts on what I think the Tennessee Titans should do with Jadavian Clowney. So a Football Friday edition of the Locked on Titans podcast. Let's get it. offseason we had clowny watch 2020 this year though based on my experience online in the different assorted titans group chats i'm in it appears that in 2021 we will have hashtag clowny war uh Everyone is very divided on Jadavian Clowney and his return to the Tennessee Titans. Some people don't even care about what it would cost. They just don't want him back. They just don't like the guy, don't want him on the team for various reasons that I will get into. But the reason that this is coming up on today's show and why it became a a big topic on Titans Twitter on Thursday is a report that came from Terry McCormick of Titans Insider. And Terry had this to say about Jadavian Clowney and a possible Tennessee Titans reunion. He said, quote, The door might still be open for Jadavian Clowney to return to the Tennessee Titans. A league source with knowledge of the situation indicated that Clowney is, quote, unquote, definitely open to a return to Tennessee in 2021, end quote. End quote. That's all that McCormick had to say, really, in his full article. That was the, the gist of it. So let's talk about this. First off, The reasons that Clowney was a fit for Tennessee last season still all apply. Comfortability with Mike Vrabel, comfortability with the system, a need on the Titans' defensive line. All of that is still there. So 
the reason that Clowney would be, uh, or, or Tennessee would be a good landing spot for Clowney is exactly the same as it was last year. None of that changes. The only difference this year is it's going to be at a significantly less rate. He's going to get paid much less on his contract. So last year, it was close to $13 million up to 15 with incentives. Obviously, Clowney didn't hit any of those incentives, but this year, SpotTrack.com is projecting his market value at $6.5 million. Now, on Twitter, I originally said I would give Clowney a two-year $10 million a year deal. So two years, $20 million total to bring him back. That's probably on the high side. Based on everything that we're hearing, at this point in time, I've kind of settled on $8 million. I think the Titans could get Clowney back for two years, $17 million. It's about eight and a half per year, make it partially guaranteed. In the second year, you know, the Titans need to give themselves some protection against another big-time injury. But at the end of the day, the debate comes down to, do you think that he impacted the defense enough. If you come into my mansions and you reply to me and all you have to say is he had zero sacks, I'm just not going to respect your football acumen unless you give me more based on your opinion. If you just look at the box score and say, oh, he didn't put up enough numbers in the box score, he's not a good player. That's just not the way that defensive line and offensive line play is going to work, guys. Of course I would want somebody who goes out there and puts up 20 sacks, but that's not... The measure, there are guys who are selfish, and all they do is hunt after sacks. And even though they get sacks, they don't necessarily help their defense. So, well, I mean, a sack is always going to help the defense, but you understand the gist of what I'm saying here. It's a team game. And the reality is, Jeffrey Simmons suffered when Clowney went out of the lineup. Harold Landry suffered when Clowney went out of the lineup. I already covered that a couple of weeks ago with their PFF grades and the averages of the weeks that they had Clowney and Denton. So, although Clowney was not dominant in the box score, he made an immense impact on the Tennessee Titans. And if you go back and watch every game that he played, he was consistently making plays at the end of games, either to set up teammates, to disrupt what the offense was doing. The reality is, he's just not a number one overall pick, high-end top five edge rusher in the NFL. Once the expectations for him come down a little bit, then maybe you guys will have a better taste in your mouth when talking about bringing him back to Nashville and bringing him back to the Titans. If the Titans get Jadavian Clowney and they can cement him as that elephant role who can play outside linebacker, who can play defensive end in a four-man front and a 4-3 front, once they have that, then that allows them to focus on other things on the defense like pure outside speed edge rushers. Imagine if John Robinson had Clowney in the mix and then could go worry about getting that pure speed outside linebacker in the first round of the draft. Instead of having Vic Beasley for $9 million, now you get a first-round rookie, and you still have Clowney. And guys, the reality is Clowney didn't put up a bunch of stats last year, and he got hurt again, and that's going to be a risk again next year. But at the decreased rate, if they pay him between $6.5 million to $8 million for one to two seasons, guys, there's not going to be anybody on the market who gives you that potential impact for under $10 million. I mean, the risk is well worth it for the Titans. If Clowney plays up to his potential, you're getting a top 10 edge in the NFL. Maybe not pure pass rusher, but run defense matters too. And if they're double-teaming Clowney, they can't double-team Landry, they can't double-team Simmons. And no matter what you guys think about Jadavian Clowney, If Jadavian Clowney was on the Titans in 2021, that would be every offense's primary focus is Jadavian Clowney. And you cannot tell me that that doesn't have 
incredible value. So I want to see Clowney back on the Titans. Clowney is open to a return on the Titans. And I think the value on the contract, along with all the reasons that we liked last year, still apply this year. So I'd like to see Clowney back on the Titans for those reasons right there. But that's going to do it for our discussion on Jadavian Clowney. Let's talk about this Super Bowl. Going to talk about what the Tennessee Titans can learn from each of these teams in the Super Bowl in hopes to help them reach that goal as well. Before we dive into that conversation though, want to tell you about our friends over at echelon when it comes to getting or staying in shape nothing feels as good as that feeling of accomplishment hitting your fitness goals just feeling great about yourself now you can talk about hitting your new goals this upcoming year but echelon can get you there their world-class instructors will motivate you with thousands of daily and on-demand studio level classes they have a stride smart treadmill they have fitness bikes fitness mirrors rowing machines anything that you could possibly want for a great at-home workout can be found at echelonfit.com slash locked on. And here's the thing, unlike their competitors, Echelon is affordable for everyone and one membership lets you work up to five family members out all at the same time. I mean, maybe you're not the one working your family members out. Of course, it's Echelon, but either way, five people at the same time can all work out. That's a pretty incredible value, value, word of the day. Right now, you can try any of Echelon's fitness equipment at home for 30 days. Like I said, go to echelonfit.com slash locked on. That's E-C-H-E-L-O-N fit.com slash locked on. The Super Bowl has arrived, and I know, I know, like I said at the top of the show, there is the feeling of disappointment that the Tennessee Titans are not playing in the game yet again, but if you're anything like me, I love football, guys. I'm a football junkie at my core. Before I was ever a Titans fan, I loved the sport of football, so there's no way that I'm not going to enjoy this game between the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Kansas City Chiefs. One, getting to watch the best to ever do it, and Tom Brady at age 43 on a new team. I mean, what an incredible story that is. And then Patrick Mahomes, who's maybe the most talented guy I've ever watched personally, having a chance to go one-on-one with the GOAT himself and get his second title in a row. It's all pretty crazy. Pat Mahomes could have two Super Bowls before he has 10 losses in his career. I mean, it's absolutely nuts. And think about it this way, guys. What are the odds that the Chiefs will three-peat Just very, very slim odds that that'll happen. So if the Chiefs win this year, in my mind, it increases the chances the Titans will actually make the Super Bowl next year just because of law of averages, you know what I mean? Just thinking logically about things. But that might be my lean. I don't know yet. Ultimately, I just want a good game. But what's more important than my lean on the game or all of the narratives for our podcast is what the Tennessee Titans can learn from both of these teams. So clearly, both these teams are better teams than the Tennessee Titans. So what can the Titans learn from this and one lesson that the Titans can learn here and I'm not even saying that it's a lesson that they don't know already I'm sure they do but I want to preach something some some views that I've seen online that I don't necessarily agree with so a lesson from one of these teams can help maybe defeat that myth that I've seen perpetuated online Number one, let's talk about the Chiefs first, the favorite. And the number one thing that we can learn from the Kansas City Chiefs is the Titans have to increase their speed. 
So I know that you're not going to find Tyreek Hill speed. I know you're not going to find uh, McCole Hardman speed. I know that even somebody like Byron Pringle is a very fast guy. You're not necessarily going to find somebody as good as Tyreek Hill or as quick as Tyreek Hill, but you can definitely find a McCole Hardman. You can definitely find a Byron Pringle, but I don't even necessarily need the Titans to go after a young guy like that because the offense that they're in definitely uh, helps those players be better than they actually are. But the lesson here is the Titans need to add more speed. They just have to. Speed kills, and we're seeing speed dominate in the NFL every single week. The Chiefs have completely run over the NFL the last few years because of how fast they are. Now, I don't expect the Titans to fully replicate that, but they have to do something to improve the overall speed of the not only the offense, but the defense as well, because the conversation flips to how can you deal with the speed on defense from the Titans' perspective. So, to me, the big lesson from the Chiefs is this team needs an influx of speed. We were built on physicality, toughness, all of that works, but if you don't have if you don't have the slider, I've mentioned this throughout the offseason. and I'm going to keep mentioning it. The Titans have their changeup, their fastball, lockdown. They have to add a third breaking ball. They have to add the slider. They have to add the knuckle curve. They have to add the 12-6 curve to their repertoire. They have to. And the Chiefs give us a primary example of why it's so important. The speed threat. And I'm not talking about Khalif Raymond. I'm talking about functional speed. Not a guy who will just run straight and go deep. Okay. A double move and then go deep. I mean real functional speed, jet sweeps, orbit motion. I'm talking about wide receiver screens, talking about tunnel screens, talking about deep crossers. I mean, the Titans just don't have that element, and I think they need to add two pieces of speed. Also, match up tight end. Look at Travis Kelsey. Look at George Kittle. I know he's not the same player, but look at Gronkowski. Look at the Ravens who are always there with Mark Andrews. Robert Tunyon is an underrated tight end. Of course, Aaron Rodgers makes him better than he actually is, but the Titans need a tight end who can win matchups. And Todd Downing's taken over as offensive coordinator, and a big thing that stuck out for me for me from his tape was how he used Jared Cook Jr. as a matchup threat and isolated him in formations. Jonu Smith's not that guy, guys. He can't run routes like that. He's not a natural catcher of the ball like that. He doesn't have the agility like that. He's a Derrick Henry running back in a tight end's body. I know a lot of people don't want to hear that. I like Jonu. He's not a bad player, but he's a role player. He's not a star tight end. He's not a matchup hunting tight end. A lot of the time, they took Jonu Smith off the field on third down to put Ferkser on because he's a better pass-catching, receiving tight end. The Titans need somebody who can do both. They need a game-breaking tight end. If Kyle Pitts from Florida drops in the draft, I know it sounds sacrilegious, but I would take him as the Titans at 22. They need something like that in their offense. The Titans have A.J. Brown. Outside of that, who's going to win a one-on-one matchup consistently? Nobody. Nobody. And that proved to be a big issue when the Ravens got their sticky man coverage all over the Titans in the playoff game, and they had nobody who could win over and over except A.J. Brown. And then they started doubling A.J. Brown with a safety over top, bracketing him, and now the Titans had nothing. Literally nothing. Three points in 50 minutes. Titans have to evolve in speed and a matchup tight end is big. And on the defensive side of the ball, what the Chiefs can teach us is you don't have to have a top-end defense, but you do have to have reliable stars at every level of the defense. So on the defensive line, they have Chris Jones, they have Frank Clark, and then they have the Honey Badger. Reliable stars who will make plays for you. And Titans don't necessarily have that right now either. So that's a big lesson to take. You can have a a middling defense if you have stars that step up big when it counts. 
The Titans don't have that right now. On the flip side, the Bucks a lot easier. Defense matters. So I want to get into this topic real quick. Don't want to spend too much time here, but I've seen stuff online that defense doesn't matter. Some Titans-related people pushing out. You know, the Titans don't need to have a good defense. They just need to score as much as possible. Okay, well, the Buccaneers had a great defense. And that's what set them apart from all the other teams. The Saints, the Packers, all good offenses. The Bucs had a much better defense. Now, the Titans can't go from 2020 Titans to 2020 Bucks overnight. But I'm just saying, I've seen some people put out there that the defense doesn't really matter and the Titans just need to focus on scoring more points. And I understand the thought process. The Titans need to score points. they got to score more than 28 points a game to be a top-flight team. But, man, you can't just outright say defense doesn't matter. I mean, it's just insanity, quite frankly. And the Buccaneers showed us this year that having a great defense is still a recipe for success. It still is. The last thing I want to mention is both these teams are the two top passing teams in the NFL. So the Titans can run the ball all the live long day and have a 2,000-yard rusher, but the reality is the name of the game is passing the ball. And the Titans got to get better in the passing game, and that includes adding man-beater options, maybe a matchup tight end, and much more speed to the offense for sure. So those are lessons that we can take from the two teams that are in the Super Bowl right now. We are going to move forward to a Super Bowl edition of Keeping It Plus 100, where I go over the gambling information and then give you my game and score prediction. Before we dive into that, I want to remind you about the new podcast from the Locked On Podcast Network, Locked On Today. You can find it whatever platform you do stream, but it's all of the biggest sports stories in every sport in under 20 minutes. So it's like you're reading through the sports section in the morning, but it's being read to you. Perfect for the person on the go who wants to catch up with all of the relevant sports news from the previous day. Hosted by Peter Bukowski from the Locked On Packers podcast. Make sure you check out Locked On today on whatever platform you do stream. And since we are getting ready to go into keeping it plus 100, it's a great time to talk about the best place you can place any wager you want on the Super Bowl, and that is betonline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use promo code Locked On. That's one word, Locked On, and you'll get a 50% welcome bonus. Don't sit on the sideline anymore. Get in on the action. Don't forget, use that promo code Locked On to receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Let's dive into this Super Bowl with a Super Bowl edition of Keeping It Plus 100. Let's dive into the gambling information around this game, tell you guys how I would play it, and give you a game and score prediction, going to give you a Super Bowl MVP prediction, even a, a couple of plays that I see being made in this game. So let's have some fun and dive into it to cap off this week of the Locked On Titans podcast. Before we do dive into that, though, I want to remind you guys about the Locked On Bets podcast. So I'm about to give you guys a little bit of gambling advice, and I will admit I'm no gambling guru. I just like to have a conversation with you guys for fun. But if you want some heavy-hitting analysis before you go and place all your wagers on betonline.ag, make sure that you check out the Locked On Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q. Your boy Q did a little special guest appearance on the Locked On Titans podcast earlier this week talking about 
having the promotion of Todd Downing to offensive coordinator. So make sure that you check out the Locked on Bets podcast on whatever platform you do stream. But speaking of those bets, so right now per betonline.ag, the Chiefs are three-point favorites. So minus three. I hate three points. I hate it because so many games, it's so common for games to finish as a three-point margin. It just doesn't give you any kind of significant advantage. If it was two and a, if the Chiefs were minus two and a half, I'd take the Chiefs. If the, if the Bucks were plus three and a half, I'd take the Bucks. But where it stands right now, very difficult. Now I'll tell you this: I'll give you my straight-up bet play. But for me, if I could get a six-point teaser, think about. If you like the Chiefs, Chiefs plus three. But for me, in a Super Bowl, I'm going to take the Buccaneers plus nine. And then the over-under is currently 56 per betonline.ag. So what if you did a six-point teaser and you took the Bucks to plus nine, which is a lot of points in a Super Bowl. And then you take the over-under down to 50 and then play the over. I mean, do you think that neither of these teams are going to score 28? Last time that Tom Brady and Pat Mahomes went head-to-head, uh, at least from the 2019 playoffs, or the 2018 playoffs, it was a bloodbath. I mean, it was scoring all over the place. Both teams got into the 30s. As a matter of fact, I lost $625 on that game because I had the under in a bunch of parlays, and they had the highest-scoring second half in AFC Championship history. And I lost $600. Man, still salty about that. That's a bad beat, man. Historic scoring second half to lose me multiple hundreds of dollars. <laughs> Gross. But anyway, so I love that teaser. Teasing down the score to take the over. Teasing the bucks up to get plus nine. That's beautiful. But if I had to lean just with the standard lines, just as they are right now, I'm taking bucks plus three. And I'm taking over 56. I think that this game will be pretty high scoring. I mean, it's just the way that just the way that it works. One thing that that will impact it though, there is the potential for some heavy rain in Tampa Bay on Sunday. And if that's the case, that could hinder the scoring a little bit. Or I guess on the flip side, you could say that the bad footing created by rain makes it harder on the defense. The pass rush can't fire out as quickly, makes it harder on defensive backs to cover receivers, especially ones with speed. And in turn, it may cause more scoring. Either way, the elements are an unknown element in the game. It's an unknown variable, so we will just have to see how that plays out. But for me and for my money, if I had to place a wager, I would be going bucks plus three. I'm taking points between these teams is what it comes down to. I'm just taking points. And then I would go over the 56 that is the over under, but my lock, my lock bet for you is teasing the Buccaneers to plus nine, teasing the over under down to 50 and going over. For me, that's I'm handing out free money for you guys. So to take advantage of that free money, remember, go to betonline.ag, use promo code Locked On, get yourself 50% welcome bonus. It's a great idea. If you're going to place wagers on the Super Bowl, there is literally no better place to do it. And put a little bit of money into the game, even just a little bit. 
Definitely makes it more exciting. Now, make sure you're responsible, though. That's the obvious disclaimer. Make sure that you are gambling responsibly. Don't bet your mortgage on the game if you can't afford to buy a new house. So that that goes without saying, but I got to make sure I say it. Now, as for my prediction of the game itself and what I think is going to happen. So ultimately, and this is why I lean to the plus three to the Bucks, uh, because I feel good getting points, and at three, there's a high likelihood of a push. So if you're going to if there's a good chance that you might push either way, then once again, give me the team getting points. So the way I see it, though, is it would end up as a push. In my mind, the Chiefs win this game 34-31. to And quite frankly, I think the Chiefs are up 34-24 to with seven, eight minutes left or so. Tom Brady drives down, gets the touchdown, puts the heat on. But ultimately, Patrick Mahomes is able to salt the clock away, not give the ball back to Tom Brady as we have seen countless victims do over the course of the last 20 years. And ultimately, the Kansas City Chiefs do pull off back-to-back Super Bowl championships. And like I said, I think that due to logic, due to odds, that's actually better news for the 2021 Tennessee Titans. But that's how I see things. Hope you guys enjoy the game. I think Honey Badger gets a pick in this game. Not because Tom Brady makes a bad throw, but like we saw Tom Brady against the Packers. He's a smart guy. He doesn't care about his reputation. He's the best player of all time anyway. So if it's third and long, I'm going to bomb the ball down the field. And even if you intercept it, it's basically just a long punt. So that's why I didn't care about any of the interceptions that Tom Brady threw, and I would suspect that he's going to have that same philosophy and probably throw another one or two in the Super Bowl. I think Honey Badger gets one of those, and it turns into the opportunity that the Chiefs need to go up by double digits. And then Tom Brady makes the comeback touchdown, but isn't able to come back enough because Pat Mahomes is just that good. Tom Brady finally met his match. So that's how I see things shaking out. But at the end of the day, I just want a good competitive football game that we can all enjoy. And for Christ's sakes, give me some good commercials. I've been disappointed in the commercials the last few years. These marketing firms need to step up their game. Okay? Step it up. That's my challenge to you, marketing firms. But before I get into any other industrial nonsense... That is going to do it for me today, folks. That's going to do it for me this week, folks. Hope to see you back next week as we dive into our Locked on Titans free agency preview. But as I said, that's going to do it for me today. As always, I am your host, Tyler Rowland, and this was Locked on Titans.